Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. Today, I'm going to introduce you to Amanda Puentes. Now, Amanda has grown two dreams. One is her own private practice serving clients in South Florida. And also, she has started a soon-to-be nonprofit called Project Speech, where she helps pair up people in the Dominican Republic who are able to get parent coaching services from SLPs who serve as volunteers. So Amanda's story is absolutely fabulous. Again, growing two dreams at one time successfully during a global pandemic. Without further ado, here's Amanda. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high-quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. So before we dive into the interview, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice? So my name is Amanda Puentes. I'm in South Florida in Boynton Beach, and the name of my practice is Project Speech. I love it. I am so excited to talk to you tonight. You're one of the members of the Grow Your Private Practice community, which I love having you in, and we'll talk about that later. But before we dive into like here what you're up to now, can you take us back to the beginning of when you first started your career as a speech pathologist and what those early days for you were like? I started my career in Miami. Well, it was actually a little bit crazier. I was a travel, <laughs> a travel <laughs> SLP. So I had a contract in Palm Beach. And then I moved here from Tampa because I went to school at USF, moved here. And at the end of the week, they're like, just kidding. You have to move to Miami. <laughs> so then I had to move to Miami within a week's notice and start my schools down, start my contract down there in schools. I did schools for two and a half years, I want to say. And then within that two and a half years, I also was able to, I qualified for a summer program where I got to go to Mexico and do therapy abroad, right? So I was able to not only do therapy, but help a clinic maintain its funding by developing a 
progress monitoring tool on an interdisciplinary team. Wow. And this is like my first year out being a speech therapist. So I was definitely a little nerve wracking, but it was a really cool experience. And it really solidified the fact that I like doing international work and helping underprivileged communities. And then from there, I got a job at Nicholas Children's, which was a great learning experience. I was there for a while. And then I had a quarter life crisis, I guess you can say. (laughs) And I was like, I want to go do more international work. So then I quit my job and I sold my house and I moved to Belize to work with a company to do mentoring for graduate and undergraduate students and do speech therapy that way. And I did that on and off for a year and a half. I want to say almost two years. And you were, you were living in Belize the whole time or you would like go to Belize and then come back? I would go to Belize and come back. And so I had contracts. So I was doing a lot of contracting work. So I would do contracts here between private practice and school contracts. And then I'd go over there for like two weeks or a month or three months and work over there. And then I opened my practice full-time and did a little per diem work at a local hospital at the same time. And then COVID happened. (laughs) So COVID happened right when I transitioned from working per diem at the hospital to full-time into my practice. So I was like, all right, have the caseload. I have another contractor that works with me. And we're like, okay, we're going to just go full-time into the practice. No more per diem work. And then the bottom fell out. And we were sitting here and we couldn't see patients in person anymore because of COVID. My practice is mostly based on seeing preschoolers, school-age kids, had a couple teenagers, but I would go into daycares, preschools, and homes. I was totally out in the community doing therapy. And then all of a sudden Um, you couldn't be. And all of a sudden I couldn't be. So I had to learn how to do teletherapy really quick. Mm-hmm. And a couple months in of doing teletherapy, that's when I realized how effective and how much progress my kids were making. I'd always dabbled with the thought of teletherapy. I helped pilot a program in undergrad at USF as one of my clinical rotations, but I never really jumped in. And yeah. then I was like, wow, this is really cool and really effective. And the parents were so engaged. So it's kind of where my career took me. So that's what I'm doing right now is teletherapy. Well, I love that. I love that you've had like a couple of cool twists and turns. Some have been things you like planned on, some things unexpected from your beginning thing when you were first starting out to obviously coronavirus, right? None of us could have possibly seen that whole thing coming, right? And then I like that you had that idea of maybe doing some telepractice stuff, but like all all of a sudden we were all forced to go that way. And so like trial by fire, right? But you had, you had a contractor working with you and then all of a sudden you were full-time and then had to figure out like how to continue seeing clients. And it sounds like it was more successful than you thought, right? So at the time of this recording, it's early August in in 2020. So we're a couple, we're still in the middle of, of COVID. So what are things like for you right now? So right now, things are actually going pretty well. I have a full caseload. My therapist that works with me, she has a decent caseload as well. So we've we've survived. <laughs> and then we have this international parent coaching program that came out of being cooped up. Part of the landmark SCLP program. I don't know if it's just like a, a self-development program 
and I was taking their leadership course and we had to pick a project. And my project is naturally going to be geared towards international healthcare because that's like really one of my passions. But I couldn't travel anywhere. So, <laughs> so I had to come up with a new idea. And I was sitting here and I had a lot of time on my hands since I'm not traveling between places anymore, which mm-hmm. is nice. And I was like, we can totally do like a parent coaching program. And so then that's how the international parent coaching program started. And that's kind of what I've been up to. All right. So for people who are just hearing about this for the first time, which is like most of the listeners, tell people what what that is like for the people who are enrolled or who are whatever you call your, your group of people. And then also, what is it like for you? I'll give you like a little summary of what the program is. So basically a U.S.-based speech therapist, right? A person that has their C's and has a little bit of experience and has experience working with children since I'm a pediatric therapist solely. So that's where my passion lies. They are matched with a family. Right now, our families are based in Belize and the Dominican Republic. These are families that have children that don't have access to speech therapy right now. Some of them have never had access to speech therapy. I have cases that are children that were on wait lists for four years for speech therapy. I have cases that are children that came to the U.S., got a cochlear implant and were sent home. And that was it and never received any speech therapy after. So it's kind of like a really wide range of families and disorders that you'll you see and they don't really have access and they and there's a lot of limitations especially with covid the financial limitation is is really present cuz a lot of families don't have employment at the moment so they're matched with the therapist and it's absolutely no cost to the family and the therapists are volunteering their time and they meet once a week with the parents and coach the parents on different aspects of communication. So that way, essentially, the parent is taking over speech therapy to empower their child, empower themselves, also learn how to be advocates in the community and advocates in their child's education to get them access to accommodations in the classroom. That is incredible. What a service that you're providing for these families. And I remember you posted about this in in the Facebook group asking for volunteers. And I I think that you were hopeful to get a couple. And then hopeful to get like five. You were hopeful to get five. (laughs) How many people, how many SLPs have volunteered? So I had about like 130 SLPs reach out to me. It was awesome. So you were hoping for five, you got 130 plus who at least were interested. And then about how many have you been able to match up with families at this point? We did a lot of interviewing. So it's not just me. So I have two therapists that are working with me, Zadon Price and Denise Sierra. So they took over the family interviewing portion because we also had to interview families to make sure that they were a good match. And then I took over the therapist interviewing portion. So I did about a month's worth of interviews. <laughs> and then we had all of the families being interviewed. And then we were able to match a little bit over 20 
speech therapists in 20 families where the skill level need and the experience match what the family was looking for. Because also some of our families are like monolingual Spanish speakers. Mm-hmm. So we, that, that, that was like a big challenge because there wasn't, there's not a lot of bilingual speech therapists that had reached out. There was a good number, but not, not many. Luckily, we were able to find enough. Because it, it is something that is, I mean, in South Florida, it's really common to find bilingual speech therapists, uh, at least bilingual in English, Spanish. But mm-hmm. we're talking about speech therapists from all over the U.S. I even had speech therapists reaching out from other countries, which was kind of cool. <laughs> and I kind of like emailed them and let them know that, hey, maybe in the future we can expand and do something. But right now we were just looking for American therapists, but that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what happened. (laughs) That's incredible. It's such a beautiful thing when you can spot a need in the community. And in this case, it wasn't your local community, right? It was the international community that you had been a part of back when you were helping do contracts in Belize and whatnot, right? So you knew that there was a need other places, and then you were able to match that need with clinicians who were willing and available to volunteer their time. And so that's really how you can grow your impact, right? We talk a lot about in private practice, trying to grow your private practice and grow your income and hiring people and getting more clients and whatnot. But really at the end of the day, what we should all be thinking of once we kind of get some of those income goals met and whatnot, is really how to grow your impact. And that's one of the things that I think is the most beautiful thing about your story is not only did you figure out how to grow your private practice relatively quickly, but now you've added this whole other aspect to your practice and your life. You're just filling this wonderful need between people who have never met each other, but can really help each other's lives. I think this is incredible. It's been really cool to watch, to say the least. I think that just even like the families emailing me, and letting me know like that they were so first of all most of the families were like really weary they're like is this really free <laughs> and I was like yes it was they're like so never cost and I was like no I was like I can't uh, why would I do that to you that'd be so like yeah being right. or something. <laughs> it'd be terrible yeah. yeah it'd be like kind of shady so it's really the world has gotten a lot smaller because of COVID it's interesting how something is so small, right? So the, uh, a virus, a very small organism has impacted the whole world. It's like, imagine something big impacting the whole world, like people, right? And so I think that this program really helps people open their minds to other cultures and what the world looks like outside of their bubble, right? To really look like we're not so different, even though we might not speak the same language or have the same life experience. When at the core value, we're just all trying to help each other and move forward and live our most wonderful lives. So it's been really moving to see like the therapist checking in with them and and seeing like how much it's making a difference in their lives. Mm-hmm. And then also checking in with the families and and seeing like the progress the parents are making and like being advocates and helping their children. Mind you, the program 
I mean, you could say it kind of looks like an early intervention model, but these are not, these kids, some of them are, I think the oldest one we have is like 13. Mm-hmm. So like, they're not, they're not that age zero to three age group there. It's a wide variety of kids and ages. But those parents, I mean, using a parent coaching model, right? Like you're right. That is a little more typical for EI, but these kids need that even if they're older. So yeah, I think that that's, that's probably a very effective way to also train the parents, like in terms of carryover and whatnot. Right. So I, I think that that's, this whole thing is absolutely spectacular. I'm so excited for you and for obviously the families and then for the clinicians who are working for you. So how, what would you say that your time is like sort of being divided between your private practice and in this program? My time, I've developed really good time management skills <laughs> because I'm running this whole program, right? Which is just a, it's, it is a being in itself and then running my practice and expanding my practice. Up until this point, I've been running my, my practice out of my home. And now we're actually moving into an office space. So now I have to manage that too. We're moving in October. It's exciting, but it's time consuming as well because now I have to you know, remodel and do all the marketing and networking to let people know, hey, we're moving into a new area. But it's a lot of late nights. Yeah, yeah you're like, <laughs> I don't sleep much. <laughs> No, and and luckily my husband and I, we have similar work schedules where we both work a lot. So we can time it where I can work and, you know, it doesn't really interfere too much with my home life, but it's, it's, it's been a a good challenge to say the least. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. In some ways we have sometimes like a little more time during coronavirus, but like not really, because it just somehow just like gets like sucked away, right? Like it feels like there should be, but like, but there's not, right? But the the fact that you have really grown these two major pro, like, well, your practice and then this program in the middle of a global pandemic, you're also growing your practice from out of your home and having one contractor to moving to a physical location in just a few months. And it sounds like you're probably going to have to add maybe some, some more help for your practice, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's coming down the pipeline. We were, you know, we were on track to be, to grow and, and actually be in a physical location in the spring. Mm-hmm. And that was just not going to happen with the pandemic happening. <laughs> I kind of threw the brakes on everything. We were going to, we had the need to, to hire more therapists and move into a bigger space and, and add another service line. but. Now we did add another service line because yeah. of teletherapy and, and it's very convenient. And it's a good way to keep myself from getting sick because even aside, coronavirus aside, <laughs> I work with kids and, and kids sometimes are sick and you don't know how sick they are until you, a couple of days down the road, you're like, oh, I have a cough now. <laughs> so, totally. totally. <laughs> right. So you not getting sick, that's a, per- a perk. And then you also mentioned not traveling from yeah. location to location, right? So that's definitely another perk. So I know that, th- that your program is relatively new. Is it set up as a nonprofit or like not yet? Or where, what are you not doing? Yet. We're working on getting in nonprofit status. I would like to eventually be able to grow the program to more company, uh, more countries. And also be able to possibly travel to the countries and have a 
a meet and greet in person with the families. I think that the therapist would really get more out of the experience being able to actually meet someone after working with them for six months, because the program is a six month program. So you're committed for six months to working with this family. So I was like, how cool would it be to travel as a group and go meet these families and then experience their culture? And it's not like a stranger. It's someone you've been working with for six months. That's looking forward into the future. That's something that I would like to do. I can see so many people being interested in that and signing up for that. I think that that would be a really cool offering for for SLPs who are just looking for something different, right? So either like newish grads who were maybe were in the Peace Corps or did various international, like want to do that. And or just like SLPs who are, who don't maybe have, or aren't tied down in other ways and are just looking for another way to give back. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, our program is geared towards SLPs that have experience, right? Three years experience working with PEDS and have experience in various settings, which is also important. And I feel like that kind of covers a lot of speech therapists because we're, we're, we kind of wear many hats and a lot of us bounce between different jobs before we land that job that we feel is really our fit, right? So some of us might start in private practice and go to schools or start an inpatient and go to outpatient and then go to SNFs. So like I have therapists that are both works in, work in SNFs and, and, and do PEDS. And I have therapists that have 20 plus years experience. And I have therapists that are volunteering that only have a couple years of experience, but it really just... You got to have a passion for international, helping internationally. That's really the the main qualifier there. <laughs> I love it. So, so what advice would you give to people listening who have a dream to do something like this, right? People say to me some things, things like either they want to help internationally or people want to start uh, specialized preschools or pe- people have all kinds of things that they want to be able to do, but you actually took action and made it happen. So what would you tell your listeners or our listeners out there who are like, I have this idea, I have this dream, but uh, I don't know if I can do it. What would you tell them? Write it down. Everything starts with pencil and paper. And that's kind of like where I started is just writing down things that I wanted to do. I make a vision board for myself. I know it can sound a little cliche, (laughs) but I do it. And I find that it keeps things kind of in focus. And so in order for you to get somewhere, you have to be able to see where you want to go. So you have to have a visual, at least for me, I have to have some kind of visual for a goal, right? Because a goal without any planning is is not really a goal. I mean, we we write smart goals all day. So we know how to how to reach goals. So the first thing we do with our goals when we're setting up a patient to begin therapy is we write it down. And that's kind of where you start. I love that. I like what you said too about the the vision board. I'm actually I've done vision boards before and I'm I'm reading a book right now called Vivid Vision, which is about making a, a what's called a vivid vision. So the book's by Cameron Harold, if anyone wants to check it out. But basically what you do is you go three years into the future 
and you predict, well, not really predict, but you plan what you want your life to be like, or what you want your private practice to be like, or future nonprofit in your case, what do you want it to look like, right? Like you mentioned that you want to be in more countries and also potentially have international SLPs helping you out, right? So and that's that's for for your parent coaching business, but also you may want to have this for your own private practice. But it's really a good idea to just like Amanda said, be thinking about like where are you going with this? Because you made a wonderful analogy, which is that we do that with our clients all the time, but we sometimes forget to do that with ourselves. So whether you get a whole stack of magazines, that's what I used to love to do and make make a vision board from whatever kind of magazines, or you read this book, Vivid Vision. It's really nice to be thinking about that so that you can arrive at that destination because you know where it is. And then you can work backwards, just like we do with short-term goals, right? To get to that long-term goal. Exactly. Exactly. You got to start somewhere. You can't start at the long-term. Right. But the important thing is you have to start. Exactly. Just starting. Even, I mean, when I first started the, the program, even when I first started my practice, so when I first started my practice, I had no idea what I was doing. Let's just start there. I was like wet behind the ears. I'm I'm going to start my own practice, and and I went and I incorporated, and then what? <laughs> and then <laughs> patients don't just fall from the sky. <laughs> so like you you start something. You just got to start, and then I'm a big believer in just opening the space for allowing opportunity to fill it. Right. So if you don't, if you are nervous, which I mean, there's been plenty of times where I'm nervous about something when it comes to my practice in this program. And I'm just like, you know what, if I just open the space, if I just give myself the time or set it up where I have this space that I want this opportunity to be filled in, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I want this opportunity to fill. That sounds better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, just open it up. But yeah, I mean, you can't be too scared because your fear is what holds you back. Even when I first started this program, what I thought it was going to be and what it ended up being were completely opposite. Yeah. And what it ended up being was way cooler because Thanks to the axis of technology, right? We can reach across the world now very easily. Now you can be in the comfort of your own home, helping someone in a different country, 5,000 miles away from you and not have to worry about where am I going to stay for six months? (laughs) Where am I? What is the currency? Do I have to learn a new language? (laughs) This program actually allows therapists who want to have an international impact, right? A worldwide impact, but maybe have the family commitment, right? Plenty of therapists have their kids and their husbands that are in there here providing therapy to these families, coaching to these families, and they don't have to worry about hopping on a flight and going to a different country once a week, every other week. And these families don't have to worry about driving. I had a family that was driving four hours one way for therapy. I was like, that's really, that's really impractical. Your, your child goes to school. So you're telling me that once, twice a week, when your child is supposed to be in school, they can't go to school because eight hours of your day is driving to therapy, a 30 minute session. <laughs> so, 
Well, that's impractical in lots of right. Then those parents can't be working those days or the cost of gas or riding on a bus or like however they're getting exactly. there is is a rough situation. Maybe there's other siblings that they have to also cart along with them or leave with other people for the day, right? Exactly. And that's kind of what what really prompted me to start my practice here is I was having, so I'm bilingual, I speak Spanish, and I was having families travel from two hours away to get an evaluation with me. And I was like, okay, you got an evaluation. Your child needs speech therapy. It's very apparent. But are you going to be able to come multiple times a week? Is this practical? Is this financially feasible for you? So then that's kind of what started Project Speech. Our mission is to be where the children are, right? So to provide services where the children are, to make therapy more accessible because you can have all the speech therapists in the world, but if your families can't access you, it really doesn't make a difference in their lives, which is the whole reason we go into this field is to make a difference in people's lives. Absolutely. And Amanda, you are making a huge difference. (laughs) You are making a local difference, like a state difference in the state of Florida. And then certainly an international in the United States, right? For all the therapists that are part of your program and who are giving the services to the international folks who are, who are receiving them, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just so incredibly inspired by the work Thanks. that you're that you're doing and that you took this dream and have made it a reality and quickly and had so much interest in it from SLPs who wanted to volunteer their time. So if anyone's listening and is curious about about to learn more about you, learn more about Project Speech, where can they find more out about the program in you? So they can visit my webpage. It's www.projectspeechtherapy.com. Also, we're on Instagram, just at Project Speech. And we're also on Facebook at Project Speech. So those are the best places to learn about us. On the webpage, we have a whole page just dedicated to the international program. So you can definitely find out more information there or fill out a contact form or an interest form. And if you know a family in Belize or Dominican Republic that would benefit from parent coaching because they don't have access to services right now, they can also go on the webpage and they have a interest form for families on there as well. So they can just fill it out, submit it to us, and it comes straight to us. And we're looking to actually start a second program. So we had our summer program start in July and we're going to have a fall program start at the end of October. So we're currently accepting families and therapists. So projectspeechtherapy.com, right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. And then project speech therapy on Instagram. Project speech. Project speech at project speech on Instagram. Fabulous. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I love watching you in the Grow Your Private Practice program, also just talking about all of these ways that you're growing. And I'm just thrilled to hear that, again, that you've taken this idea and have developed it, launched it, and are also refining it, right? Like you mentioned, you had an original vision and it's not exactly how it's panned out. How it's panned out is better. But I think that this is only the beginning for you. You've got, we're going to have to do one of my where are they now episodes with you in like a year. (laughs) And I can't wait to see what you're doing at that point. Oh, I'm sure we'll we'll be doing a lot more. I have high hopes. (laughs) But honestly, 
Thank you, Jenna. Since I started my private practice, I've definitely have used the private practice roadmap, the private practice curriculum. I was part of the independent clinician when you first started that website and Thank you. In the grow the grow your private practice group on Facebook, it's made a huge difference. Like I was was telling you, I don't have somebody that has been helping me along the way. Really, what I've been doing is reaching out on on the Facebook groups and putting ideas out there, and really tapping on other people's shoulders because you can't do things alone. You have to really tap into other people's viewpoints to really be successful in achieving your goals. And how about the beauty of this? Think of the listeners who are listening right now who also have some sort of an idea. And now that they've heard you and that you had an idea and that you saw it to fruition, think of how inspired they're going to be. So listeners, if you have a cool idea, think about what Amanda has shared with you tonight about how she launched her idea and how it's going. So just start was her advice. You got you to start but yeah, just just do it and launch your idea out there into the world. And who knows, maybe, maybe it will grow into something as fabulous as Amanda has started. Yeah, for sure. It's about the journey, not the destination. That's for sure. There you go. Go for well, it. Although people <laughs> might, when we're talking about like Belize and some of these other places, people might also want the destination. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to visit. I can attest to that. <laughs> the awesome. destination is very nice and relaxing. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, well, maybe maybe some people listening will end up getting there one day with your program once you actually start going in person. But anyway, thank you for being interviewed and willing to share your story. And we will definitely be in touch in about a year or so to hear what you're up to then. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Jenna. Right. Thank you. So how fantastic is Amanda? One of the things that I really like about her, among lots of things, but that she pursued two dreams, right? She had one dream of starting her own private practice so that she could serve people in South Florida. She provides bilingual services, and that's really, really important and necessary, especially in that area. And then also, she has this project speech where she has helped people in international locations access services that they wouldn't be able to otherwise. And she's recruited this wonderful network of speech pathologists who are volunteering their time to give services to these families who desperately, desperately need them. And she also grew both of these during a global pandemic. She is unstoppable and she is a force of nature. Now, I've had the pleasure of watching Amanda grow because she is one of the participants, one of the members in the Grow Your Private Practice community. So in Grow Your Private Practice, we have established private practitioners who are looking to level up their private practice and their lives. If you're interested in joining us, you can hang out with people like Amanda, like Jesse Ginsburg, Shauna Klump, a whole bunch of other people. Head over to Grow Your Private Practice com to apply. And we would love to welcome you into our community so that you can level up your private practice. Again, Grow Your Private Practice is not for beginners. It's for established private practitioners who are looking to take it to the next level. If this is you, head over to growyourprivatepractice.com and you can apply now and I'll let you know within a few days. All right. See you then. Now that you've listened to the episode, I want to invite you to a free training. Do you have a business background? Most SLPs who go into private practice don't. You went to grad school, not business school. But here you are trying to start or grow a private practice. The good news is business skills can be learned 
and I want to help you make solid decisions on how to start and grow your private practice so you can serve your community and build a legacy while doing therapy on your own terms and your own time, and yes, make more money. I want to invite you to my free training specifically to help SLPs get the background information you need to know in order to be successful. There are two tracks, the start track and the grow track, because the needs of beginners and growth level private practitioners are very different. The trainings are short but thorough and can be consumed and put into action quickly. I want to teach you how to think, act, and behave like the private practitioner you are meant to be so that you can step into the vision you have for your private practice and your life. And the best part, these trainings are completely free. To register right now, simply visit independentclinician.com, click start or grow, and we can get started right now. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.